Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. We are finishing actually the series called uh, The Arrival. That's our Advent series. Uh, the arrival, that's what Advent means. And we've had four themes, if you noticed, um, throughout this series. And it's, uh, first one was preparation. Um, the second one was anticipation. Third one was celebration. Then we paused Christmas Eve. And today it's commemoration. Say commemoration. It really means to remember and honor. And honor is that word we're going to use today because uh, Christmas Day may be over, but it doesn't have to end. It's just the beginning, actually, the start of a continual reminder to honor our Savior. I can't think of a better way to end this year with this message and begin the next. Commemoration. Remembering Jesus, honoring him. Honoring him. Honor. It means to value someone highly. To give, it gives a picture of lifting someone up with admiration and respect, even awe. Have you ever met a famous or well-known person, maybe someone you had great admiration for or respect for. I've met a few people like that in my life. Um, met Ray Parker Jr. for the first time. You may not know him. He was, he was an 80s singer, 70s and 80s singer, uh, Ray Parker Jr. Went over to his house, and that was, that was interesting. And, and it, was, it was like, wow, man, this is the guy that I've, I've sang his songs. Um, uh, met a guy named Prince Marky D. For those of you rappers back in the 80s, uh, he, was, he was a part of a, a big rap band back then. Um, met him, hung out with him in the studio for a while. It was a lot of fun. Rest in peace. He, um, he, he uh, passed away uh, this year. But, um, but met him. Uh, met, met, you know, different people. Uh, even like Francesca Battistelli. I don't know if you remember that concert we, we had with her. I absolutely just think she's incredible. What an incredible person. Incredibly gifted. One of the best songwriters I've ever heard. But, uh, man, you just meet people and, and, and you're, you, you just automatically have a, some respect, some honor for them. And I was a big Tiger fan back in the day. Still am a little bit, but I remember I was up in Traverse City one year. Our kids were younger. I think Levi was probably 12 or 13. And I thought I recognized Ian Kinsler. I don't know if you remember Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler uh, was, I think he played second base. Uh, very a tough, tough-nosed dude. It's like every time he got up to bat, you knew he was going to give you everything he got. I had a lot of respect for him, just watching him on television. All of a sudden, Traverse City, I think that's Ian Kinsler. And so I wasn't really sure. Well, well, an hour or two passed, we had to go to the store to get something, and all of a sudden, I'm in this store, and I think there he is. And as I'm, as I'm approaching him, he drops his ham. Like he's picking up some, he actually drops his ham on the floor. Not, it's like it's packaged, but he drops his ham. And I went to go pick it up. Picked up his ham for him. <laughs> Um, I couldn't even speak. I'm like, uh, I said, you're Ian Kinsler. <laughs> well, I'm Dan Class. No, you're Ian Kinsler. And he's like, yep, that's it. And I literally was tongue-tied. I couldn't even know what to say. And, and Levi and, Levi and uh, his buddy Carson were there. And they were like, why is dad acting so weird? Who is, they didn't know who he was. Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler. Man. You know, I've been around. Robert Morris did that to me. Robert Morris, great, 
teacher of the word of God, man. And, and I saw him, and I was like, I can't even know what to say. I'm like, what do you say to a guy like that? Um, but whenever you're, you're around someone, there, there's just a level of, like that. You're, there's a level of reverence. You know, you don't really need to say much. You just feel the weight, the substance, the respect, Right? And when we honor God, we see him with the highest regard, with the deepest respect and reverence. When people truly honor God, they even express their admiration, their adoration, their awe and praise to him. Let me say it this way. I'm so thankful that Jesus is my friend, and I'm forever grateful that he's my savior, but let me never forget that he is king. He's king. Honor. You know, Christianity is not complicated. It's simple. We simply believe in Jesus, read his word, and put what we learn into practice. And when we do, we're blessed just by following his example. John 8, 12 says, as Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So I believe when you honor someone, you really try to be like them. You try to pattern your life after them. You follow their example many times without even knowing it. And as Christians, we pattern our lives around Jesus. It's so important to honor him and follow him and do what he says. You could say it this way. Live to follow Jesus because you might be the only Bible people ever read. You know that? They may, never, they may never come to church, but you may be the Bible for them. You may be Jesus to them. So Christianity is really simple. It's not easy. Come on. It's simple. Each day as you simply remember Jesus and truly honor Jesus, you will find Jesus. Not just a baby in a manger, but a soon coming king. Because remember, Advent is not about just the first coming. It's about his second coming as well. So I want to give you a picture of how heaven honors Jesus, even right now as we speak. So John, a disciple of Jesus, had this vision while imprisoned on the island of Patmos. I want to read this to you. It's powerful. It's wild. Revelation 5, 16-14. Then I saw, John said, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of of the throne, that's a key word, at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. That's the father. And when he had taken, when Jesus had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were, had golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. I love that. Don't you, do, do you ever wonder where your prayers go? Oh man, they go up and they fill these bowls in heaven. And at just the right time, when it, when it, when, listen, don't ever stop praying because the bowls get filled and they get heavy. And all of a sudden, all it takes is a little angel go, snudge it, and boom, they tip and they fall. And those prayers begin to be answered. You know that? Oh, I get so excited with that. Come on. So don't just keep praying. Keep filling your bowl. Turn your neighbor and say, keep filling your bowl. 
I love that. Verse 9, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, Jesus, because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. I thought he only died for the Baptist church or the Methodist church. or the, No, 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 everyone, come on. You've been, you've been made, you, you have made them to be kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Verse 11, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. That's like 100 million. But by the way, that's just one section of angels. One. One myriad. There's myriads of angels. One. Just one. 100 million. It's pretty good. I'm lucky if my, my dog comes and greets me at the door. Look at Then they circled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, listen, in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Because it says with a loud voice. So apparently, like in the Bible, it's good that you actually do what, what it says, right? Hey, let's just do that together, right? Let's do it together. Verse 12, in a loud voice, they were saying, ready? Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Because that's what they're doing right now. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea. Again, even my cat. And all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb to, to be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, amen. And the elders simply fell down on their faces and worshiped. Man, that's some serious honor and respect. Now, not to make us feel bad or feel, get into the comparison trap, because the truth is, in heaven, we won't deal with our fleshly struggles anymore. You won't need coffee to wake you up, right? You won't need, the, we won't need those things to get us going. We won't have the attacks of the devil. Come on. So this kind of worship that we're seeing right here is unhindered by that stuff. However, we can practice on this earth so that when we get to heaven, it's more natural. You know, we are heading to the place of honor. And it may be sooner than we think where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I know we live in a democracy Nobody's going nobody's gonna to make me bow. <laughs> no, no, nobody's making you bow. When you are in the presence of a king, one thing. When you're in the presence of the king, you can't help but to crumble to your knees. In a good way. You just, I'm, I'm telling you. Has anybody, have you ever been, like, I'm, we're in the presence of God and we lift up our hands. It's awesome. Like, we celebrate. That's a great thing. But, man, there, there's another presence. <laughs> It's the presence when God shows up and says, hey, Dan, uh, time to get down on your knees. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. He's not, he's, it, it's, it's, it's the presence that, that, that 
It just, it just uh, makes me want to, like it makes me, I, I'm grateful to do this because sometimes I forget. You know, sometimes I'm all busy doing whatever I want to do and doing all the things that I need to do and I forget to bow down. But when you get, when, when God's presence shows up in that way, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. One day every knee will bow. Every single tongue will confess. You're not going to look over and see someone like, hey, how come he's not bowing? No, no. It's when, when, as God's presence moves in, in that way, it's like, but that's what we, we need. So how about here on earth? How can I commemorate? How can I honor Jesus now? Let's look at this story, and I'll show you what the wise men did and things that we can do the same. Because they understood honor, the wise men. Matthew 2, 1 through 12, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in, in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars that rose and we have come to worship him. Remember, we talked about this Friday night. They, they didn't travel two miles. They traveled, um, they traveled for about two years to find Jesus. Two years on a donkey. Uh, Verse three, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting, the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where's the Messiah supposed to be born? I'm gonna get him. In Bethlehem and Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet said, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the, are, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Here we go, here we go. So now they're getting ready. They're getting ready to go to church. They're getting ready to meet Jesus. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Well, they hadn't been, they hadn't seen Jesus yet, but they saw the star, they filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream, stay away from Herod. See, in our American consumeristic culture, it's very easy to see a church service as just another place to get something. And this mindset is not too surprising because churches, worship services, are well-known places and events where we're given free coffee, free childcare, good music, breakfast, positive messages, and a climate-controlled, safe, aesthetically pleasing environment. And listen, there's nothing wrong with good free coffee, kids' ministries, music and all the rest. But if we're not careful, we can end up thinking as consumers, takers instead of those who give, produce, honor, and praise to our king. So back to the wise men. Because of their knowledge and influence, they also served as political advisors. Listen, even king makers they were. 
My point is, in spite of their influence and authority, education and accolades, they risk not only their own positions of influence, their reputation and authority, but they risk their very lives as well because Herod, the wicked king, was out to destroy Jesus and anyone who gave honor to Jesus. But when they finally found the place where Jesus was staying, they celebrated, they expressed themselves with great joy. They fell down on their faces before Jesus, worshiped him. They gave all honor to him, which again, by the way, is the appropriate reaction to being in the presence of the King of Kings. So they're in the presence of, of the King of Kings, and then they ask Jesus to grant them three wishes. Right, right, exactly. I got to, no. No. They opened their treasures and presented to Jesus their gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were not random gifts that that, had just been lying around. They were very significant to the time, and they also had important meaning to them personally. They were very rare and costly gifts given to Jesus. I'll say this. I don't think many parents would have a problem receiving gold as a Christmas gift for their baby. But myrrh, on the other hand, is an odd gift to bring to the, to, for the family with a newborn baby. Embalming liquid may not appear on the top of the list of baby shower gifts in our world today. But we know that the myrrh embalming liquid was a foreshadowing of his life given for us. His death on the cross. But these gifts were actually unique representations of how each of those wise men would honor a king based on where they were from. And because these gifts were so expensive, it showed the level of love and worship and honor they had for the new king, deep from their heart and soul. They were saying to Jesus, give you this quickly as I can. What can I give to Jesus in 2021 and beyond? Matthew 2, 10 through 11, when, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold. For entered the house, all eyes were on Jesus. And they expressed themselves by giving generously. We honor Jesus when we give to Jesus. And we give to Jesus first. There wasn't a discussion with Mary or Joseph, the parents, asking permission to approach the baby. When you go to a hospital or you go, to, you go home, can I hold the baby? You, you have to get permission, usually, from the parents. There, there wasn't a the, the discussion. There wasn't a discussion whether the child was allergic to frankincense. They didn't ask if Jesus was myrrh intolerant. If it was okay to place some gold in his crib, they went right to Jesus and they gave to Jesus first. Here it is, verse 11. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened the treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. See, the only way to honor Jesus is to place him first, to seek him first, to love him first. Here's my life verse that is proven true over and over again. Matthew 6, but seek first. Say first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Don't you love God? 
how he's like, oh, no, you don't really get this, do you? All I want you to do is give me your heart, and I'll give you the kingdom. Did you hear that? We think if we give him our heart, we ain't going to get nothing. It's done. It's over. Now i gotta, I got to sacrifice and grovel. No, 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 no. You give him your heart, he gives you the whole kingdom. It gives him great pleasure, the Bible says, to give you the kingdom. See, when I give my tithe and my offerings and my service, whatever I do for God, I want to be aware that I give to Jesus first. Jesus will take your gift, your tithe, your serving, your offering, and he will distribute it in the most effective, impactful way. It's all his anyways, right? I, I, think, of, I think of when we, when, uh, you know, I, I, love, I love Rich's heart. You know, when we're, we're ever doing events, he's, he's the guy that, that you know, we're, I, honestly, I, I think here, and he's like, no, let's think here. He's, he just has a bigger heart of generosity. And, and he, and so one of the things we did was, we, you know, we, we said, hey, let's, let's do some gift cards for people and, and for the, for the uh, truck or treat. And we did a couple of $500 gift cards. And uh, I'm like, that's a lot, you know. But so we're like, all right, sweet, someone's going someone's gonna to get these. Well, we, 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 we did a, a drawing for all the people that registered. And all of a sudden, uh, two days go by after that. We, they, we picked, the, picked the winner. She comes in. Well, she just happens to be. I'm not sure if she was a single mom or what, but she came in and said, guess what? My washer, my washer just broke. It just broke. And she just won a $500 gift to go get a new washer. <laughs> and I say, God, I say, really? Like, God knows how to distribute. He knows how to get it where he needs to get it. Come on, you guys, right? You guys know what I'm saying? When you give to him first, just let Jesus distribute it. Don't fall for the trap of giving to something or someone else first. They gave to Jesus first. We honor Jesus when we give to Jesus first. And we honor Jesus when we give Jesus our attention. It's well known that, that the ability to pay attention or to live in the moment can actually increase happiness. Do you know that? Mind wandering is an excellent predictor of people's happiness. One author says, in fact, how often our minds leave the present and where they tend to go is a better predictor of our happiness. Have you ever been on vacation? A nice place, maybe on a beach or up in the mountain, and all of a sudden you're stressed about work thousands of miles away. I've been there. What am I doing? I'm supposed to be enjoying vacation, but yet my mind is over here, mind wandering. God, God, God would say this, a, a, a wandering mind is not a peaceful mind. Matthew 2, 10 through 11, when they saw, say saw, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and they saw the child with his mother. They gave Jesus their attention. The Bible has a lot to say about that. Here's one powerful verse, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I understand distraction gives us the ability to focus. He would not tell us to do something if it wasn't possible. 
We honor Jesus when we give our attention. We honor Jesus when we give Jesus our joy. Oh, ha, ha. This is how we, this is how we honor him. We honor him when we give him our joy. Oh, my goodness. There's one thing the enemy wants to do is squash your joy. He wants to take it from you, steal it. As they were approaching Jesus, they expressed themselves with joy, unhindered celebration. These scholars, leaders, men with honor and dignity and authority couldn't control their emotions. Look, Matthew 2.10. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Check it out. They hadn't even gone to church yet. They hadn't even gone to Jesus yet. They were already expressing joy. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you express joy, but God loves it when you give God your authentic joy. Come on. It, 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 listen, it only might be one hand. That's cool. Two hands. Jumping up and down. I don't, I don't know. In our day, it might be a touchdown dance or a crowd going wild with an unforgettable moment. Look at this moment right here. This, this really happened the other day. Check this out. This is Ethan Bennett's first dunk. And just watch the people. I don't know if you can make it any bigger, but here we go. Check it out. It's coming. First, he's got to get a nice block. See ya. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Boom! Look at everybody celebrating. <laughs> Is that okay? Like, why can't we do that in church, right? Why can't we do that anywhere? By the way, that guy's a sophomore. That, that doesn't happen sophomore in high school. That, I thought that was so cool. Many more to come. Many more. But if you noticed, everybody else was so excited that he dunked. They didn't dunk, but he got so excited that he dunked. Man, Jesus already dunked, right? He, he won the game. See, it's perfectly normal for every Christian to do a touchdown dance for Jesus. And it's perfectly normal to give our joy to him even before we are in his presence, even before we get the goosebumps. We honor him when we give him our joy, and we honor him when we give our worship. We give Jesus our worship. We see that when they entered the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshiped. Worship can be defined. Our love expressed. Meg talked about this. Our love expressed. It's what we do. It's how we show our love and loyalty to God. As a matter of fact, the word worship gives a picture of a dog licking its master's hand. Think about that. That's worship. A dog licking its master's hand. Not a cat, a dog. When coming into his presence, into his house, I think we have three options that I see in the Bible. Lift up our hands, kneel, or fall flat on our faces. I've learned that hands in my pockets probably won't cut it. I'm just saying, that's just me. Unless they're cold. My hands do get cold. But boom, on our knees, on our faces. I love what David said about this, Psalm 5-7. But as for me, he says, as for me, when I go to church, when I go to church, through the abundance of your steadfast love and tender mercy, at your holy temple, I will bow obediently in reverence for you. He says, David's like, I don't care what everyone else is doing. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to get my worship on. I'm going to honor God no matter what. 
That's how the wise men honored Jesus. And then finally they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. I think that's a picture of our hearts, my friends. Lastly, we honor Jesus when we give Jesus our hearts. That's what he really wants. That's all he wants. The heart is the center of you. It's the power to lead people into eternity. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that wasn't a fantasy. We believe that. You'll be saved. Your heart is the power to cause a person to fulfill their destiny, meaning you. It has the power to set people free. If I told you I had a heart condition, you might be concerned for me. However, the truth is everyone has a heart condition right now. The question is, what is the condition of it? Put it more plainly, what's going on on the inside of you? Is it joyful? Is it hopeful? Is it thankful? Is your heart hurting? Is it troubled? Is it bitter? Is it hard? Is it guarded? Is it fearful? Well, Jesus wants it so that he can heal it. As Jesus is here right now, I believe that's what he's saying. He's saying, please give me your heart and let me take care of it. Paul gets right to the point with this verse. Hebrews 3.15, we're done. As, he is just, as, as, as has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. What's the condition of your heart? Let Jesus have it and he'll heal it. And here, I'm going to say it again. I found it very difficult to truly honor someone if you don't know their heart. I hope that God showed you a glimpse of his heart today. That he gave his one and only son. Who would do that? Who would do that for someone who really doesn't care about someone else? God would. That's his heart. That's how much he loves us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much, God. Today, God, that we give you our we give you our our our, our attention. Not just 2021, going into 2022 and beyond. God, we give you our joy, Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's a foundation. God, I give you my joy. I'm, I give you all the things that I'm just thankful and grateful for. I think about things that are pure and lovely and noble and good report. I think on those things. God, I give you my joy and I give you my worship. I give you my loyalty to you, God. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart, Lord. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. In this place, God, I pray over every heart, God. Every heart, Lord Jesus. If you weren't able to give your, your heart to Jesus when we did it just, just after communion, I always I might as well give you one more chance. T today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of your salvation. Just put your hand over your heart. You want Jesus to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord.
Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. I'm yours, you're mine, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. All right. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.